All right. Okay, Lynn, we're back and ready to talk about the, the sporting world. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. I'm excited for uh, our podcast today. We've got some exciting, uh, some exciting topics. I, so. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm especially excited for this episode. Um, we're gonna uh, we got well, we got the draft in the NBA, but we're also taking some time to talk about uh, what's going on in women's sports, which is always very interesting as well. So this should be an especially exciting episode. Yeah, for sure. I think we got um, some fun things that we can talk about with this. Great. All right. Well, let's start with the NFL draft since that was this weekend. Uh, what What are your overall thoughts? Yeah, you know, I, I usually really pay really close attention to the NFL draft, which is weird, but uh, it seems to be something that I really enjoy. And this year, I didn't even know that it was uh, happening. Oh, no. So, um, so I got to say that I wasn't super excited for a lot of the players this year. Um, but I thought the draft turned out interesting because um, no team scrambled to find a quarterback. Mm. I feel like usually the first round – it's always teams just trying to find a good quarterback out of the group. And, and we only got one quarterback in the first round and he was nowhere near the first pick. And, and I was a big fan of that. What were some yeah. of thoughts? Yeah. A lot of patience. Uh, there was a lot of rumors that the, that the lions were going to take a quarterback with the second overall pick. And like you and I, a few weeks ago on an earlier podcast, we were like, do not take a quarterback. <laughs> And I think the teams listened. They they didn't do it this year. So that's now now we're gonna get like four Hall of Fame quarterbacks in this draft class, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Smart call. Smart call. One of one of these is gonna be like the next either Tom Brady or Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, I'm afraid we don't even know the guy's name now at this point, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did I did find it interesting. Um Desmond Ritter going to the Falcons uh-huh. just because they don't, I mean, Marcus Mariota is a, a quarterback. So I thought that that was an interesting one for in the third round. Um, not like I think he's a good quarterback, but I think it's an interesting. Okay. So like, that's your, if one of these is going to succeed that you're thinking that might be a possible one. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't think he's necessarily going to be a successful quarterback, but I did think that if they were going to go for a quarterback, I think it's interesting that they waited all the way to the third round. That seems like an interesting move to me. Yeah, I am still so confused. Uh, Baker Mayfield sitting out there. I thought either the Falcons or the Seahawks would have scooped him up by now, but they seem pretty happy to go with Marcus Mariota and Drew Locke. So that's, I think, a downgrade. I mean, what a flashback. Yeah. We haven't talked about Marcus Mariota in a long time. It's been a long time, yeah. Yeah, so definitely interesting. I was a little bit disappointed where the uh, Alabama wide receivers went. Yeah. Those are a couple of rough places to go. Well, so John Mechie, he went to the Texans, and Jamison Williams, he went to the Lions. Those are... Not the greatest wide receiver destinations. There's not a lot of great quarterback play there. So it will be tough for yeah, those two. A little tough for them. A little tough for them. But, you mm-hmm. know, they're talented players. So uh, 
This was also the first draft where not a single running back or tight end was drafted in the first round. So between See, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Especially with recent years, I feel like I mean quarterbacks and running backs and tight ends so uh, so fast now all the teams have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think people don't value the running back position as much because it seems like you can always find a, a running back somewhere. They're not that hard to replace. The teams don't That's value true. them as much. That's true. Um, I feel but, like wide receivers are going up in value just a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, it used to be wide receivers weren't really drafted in the first round. And it's starting, I think, to become a little bit more popular to draft wide receivers. There were, I think, six wide receivers taken here, which is close to the record. Not quite the record, but also they were all taken within the top 20 picks. So they were all really high taken, the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty impressive. It, it, just overall, a really interesting draft year, I feel like. Maybe I just wasn't as looped in on players this year, but I think it was an interesting, an interesting draft for sure. Yeah. I wonder, so I saw one person, he was comparing this draft to the 2013 draft, which I went back and looked at, and there was no standout quarterbacks in that draft at all. And his point was people are really down on the 2013 draft class, but it actually had the most pro bowlers in that decade. So I think, I don't know. I'm not saying this draft is going to have a lot of pro bowlers or not, but it is possible to have a good draft without a lot of name brand quarterbacks being taken from it. It's a good point. It's definitely how, uh, how I kind of see the draft better. I feel like it's a, I feel like drafting a quarterback, it's always up in the air, but drafting other good players. Yeah. What'd you think about the Packers not taking a wide receiver? (laughs) Well, you texted me about this. You said, oh, the Packers will never pick a wide receiver. <laughs> and you were right. You were right. And I was like, oh, you're probably, it's probably right. And it was right. And, uh, you know, I'm just sad Devontae Adams is gone. So, of course, I would have liked to see him. But, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. That that was a, an interesting trade. Um, it seems like it's hard to pay for a top end quarterback and a top end wide receiver because the Chiefs also had to get rid of their star wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to pay both of them, you know. So they chose yeah. they chose the quarterback, which is the right pick, but you do end up losing the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a hard call. So yeah, we'll see how this. I'm excited for the next season NFL season. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I love the draft, and it gets me pumped up for the season. And it's fun to go back and look at highlights of players, you know. So it was it was a fun fun time this weekend. Yeah. Now, um, let's talk about the NBA. What are? uh, Well, let's talk about we sent each other our picks of what we had for this first round for the first round. Uh huh. And. I think you and I both only had one of our teams that didn't make it. Is that right? I had just I had just one miss. I I picked the Hawks to upset the Heat, which was a bad pick. 
But other than that, I had everything right. I didn't have the exact games right, but um I mean, yeah, I feel like my games were way off. Yeah, but, me too. But I did pick the jazz over okay so that was the one that was the one you missed huh that was the one i missed that was a tough one because luka Doncic was hurt before the series and we didn't know when he would come back Mm -hmm. um this round is gonna be pretty interesting though um i am probably most interested in the celtics series i I can't wrap my head around this year's Celtics team. I'm so confused by them because every indication is that they're amazing and just going to run away with this thing. And I don't know. I'm just not so sure about it. Yeah. I mean, you've told me some of the things with it. And then um, uh, the Celtics, I mean, I just, it's hard to see. It's hard to see. But, you know, they're. Uh, they had a really good first series against the Nets. I mean, really good. So, mm-hmm. And those games yeah. were really entertaining, too. Yeah. So, it's interesting. I, I, I'm a Bucks fan, though. So, if we're talking this series of who I think is going to pull it off, I'm hoping the Bucks do it. And, and I'm going to go ahead and guess that the Bucks are going to do it. Okay. I, I don't but know. I would say, but, but see, I'm so used to Giannis kind of choking on me. So it's got to be a high game series, I got to say. This is something that you've been on that people have forgotten. But um, Giannis was, had a hard time closing for a long time. I think it's, I don't think it's a mental thing, but I do think it's, he's not able to get a shot off always very easily. And that mm-hmm. can affect him in late games. And his free throw shooting is not great. And we forget that because he had an amazing game six in the finals last year. But you haven't forgotten, and you've always been on that. And you remind me that, yeah, Giannis is not always a great closer. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of his. I really am. But yeah, me too. He, he struggles sometimes. So, yep. Yep. No, I'm a big fan of his too. And what he did last year was incredible. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think the projections are giving the Celtics like crazy odds and they've been doing it for months now to win the whole championship. Like it was, it was a few months ago I was looking at it and I think the Celtics were like the seventh seed and um, they were also the number one team, according to a couple websites that was most likely to come out of the East. And I was like, what? The Celtics? And they were, they were like, they didn't have a great record. But um, since then, I mean, they've been on a rampage and they, they swept the Nets. And I mean, this, they, they've been on the tear. So there's something interesting about the Celtics for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. But I do think Giannis is the best player. A lot of times, the best player in a series will win. But I'm actually going to disagree with you here on this one, Kayla. I'm I'm taking the Celtics in round two. I think that I do. I I'm kind of buying in. I'm not sure to what extent, but you're starting to believe the hype. I don't know. I I think there's I've, they're an amazing defense, and I like to value defense. Bucks are a good defense too, though. 
but I think they have enough enough ways to slow down Giannis. And so I, I'm picking the Celtics here. Okay. I like it. I, I think it'll be a tough series for sure. Yeah, this will be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, what, what's your next what's your series that you're most interested in? Um, well, probably the Bucks Celtics. Okay. Um, but after that, uh, I'm interested in the Suns this year. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I think it's interesting. Did you see the thing about um, the Suns being fined because of uh, Devin Booker returning? No, I didn't see this. What was game it about? Six. So I guess they didn't give a status update on his injury soon enough before the game against the Pelicans. So the Suns organization is being charged like $25,000. Wow. Okay. So kind of interesting there. Um, but I, you know, I don't know much about the Mavericks team, but uh, kind of cheering on the Suns this year to, to win it all. Yeah, it would be nice for the Suns because traditionally the Suns organization has been they're terrible, they're terrible, they're terrible. And then for a few years, they're amazing, but they can't win the championship. Like they had the Barkley run, they had the Steve Nash run. Now they're having this run where they made the finals and had a really competitive series, but uh, they haven't, they still haven't won it yet. So I, I also am, am kind of rooting for the Suns this year. Yeah. Yeah. I think this uh, Maverick series, um, and my thoughts on it are, I think, I think Suns will win pretty easy. It's tough. The Mavericks have Luka Doncic and no one's taken him out of the playoffs easily. Um, it's been hard. It's been hard to get him out. So I, it will be tough, but I, I definitely favor the Suns in the series. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the Suns look good. They look good. Um, so I could see. Yeah, I could see the Mavericks um, winning a game or two in the first in the first two games at the Suns. I could see them even winning the first two. You know with Devin Booker being hurt, but I expect the Suns to figure them out and to, to look really good towards the back end of the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is he, is he really out? I, well, I mean, not out, sorry. I mean, him, he's, he's still recovering from his injury. Still yeah. recovering. Yeah. 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 So, no, I could see that. I think, uh, I think the Suns will only get stronger. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, my next series, like I'm most interested in, is probably Warriors Grizzlies. Um, I love the Warriors, and I, I really am enjoying this Grizzlies team this year too. They're like a fun, young, up and starting team. This is uh, a rematch of the play-in tournament game last year, so that's kind of fun too. Um, wh- uh, which way are you leaning this series? Uh, I, I gotta go with the Warriors on this series. I mean, I feel like you can't root against the Warriors, but um, I mean, and they just—I mean, didn't they dominate in their last series? I feel like every time I saw the scores on that one, it was pretty. Well. Yeah, they they really had a time with the Denver Nuggets defense. They were on fire. So yeah, so um, 
You know, Grizzlies is not one of the teams that I know super well, but I probably expect the Warriors to, to have this one. Yeah, this one this one's interesting because um the Warriors didn't get a lot of time to play with each other. And like, for example, in the regular season, Draymond, Steph, and Clay Thompson only played eleven minutes together, right? Mm-hmm. And the Warriors kind of had an up and down season because of that. Steph was out for a long time. Draymond was out for a long time. Clay was obviously out for the first half of the season. And I, but the thing is, these guys are champions. I think that they showed in the first series that they didn't need a lot of time to gel and they just figured it out pretty quick. So I do yeah. think, I do think they're pretty much. Like it's so fun to see the Warriors back to where they were. You know, I I don't know if they're quite at their death lineup days, but they're not far off. They're Draymond and Steph especially are playing really well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's exciting. I think the story of the Warriors has been so many injuries for so long that the the lineup hasn't been there. But um, to have it back is great, and I love Draymond Green. So yeah. So. Um. This is a good battle for the Grizzlies. I, I, I think the Grizzlies are going to be a team to be reckoned with, but I don't know if it's this year. Like, it's hard to say. That. I could see them upsetting the Warriors. I could see it. John Morant is really great, but I, I, I just think I just think the Warriors are going to find a way this time. That's that's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Now, 76ers and Heat, I'm a little disappointed that the 76ers uh, are there. Uh, <laughs> what makes you say uh, that? Just because uh, we had that conversation about uh, James Harden. And, um, and who, uh, I'm spacing on who they were playing. The but, Raptors. The Raptors, and uh, I was kind of, you kind of got me excited that maybe the Raptors would come back. I was rooting for it. I wanted to see the first ever reverse sweep and the the Raptors come from being down 3-0 to winning the series. I thought that would have been a lot of fun. But the the Sixers showed a lot of mental toughness in that game six. I I thought for sure they that it would at least be close, and I thought the Raptors had a great chance of winning game six. But the the Sixers came out and showed that they were pretty mentally tough for that first round. Yeah, yeah. So, um, who are you taking against the 76ers? Uh, I'm taking the 76ers. I, I took the Hawks against the Heat. I don't know why people love this Heat team so much. I don't get it. Um, the Hawks obviously weren't the team, but I'm definitely taking the Sixers, and I'm shorting the Heat this year. I, I am not a fan. I think that offensively they struggle. I think that they, they rely heavily on Bam Adebayo, and I don't think he's a very good – I don't think he's been shown to be a good offensive player. So, And uh, defensively they're just fine, but they have to – they basically always have to put in two defensive liabilities that are great shooters at all times because their offense is not great. So I, I am not a fan of this Heat team, to be honest. 
I, I, you know, honestly, I'm not a fan of uh, either team super well. I mean, it's not like I have much against either team, actually, like either of the current teams. But me rooting for James Harden just seems like a weird, weird <laughs> situation. I, not like I hate James Harden, but I kind of do. And he's uh, <laughs> just such a, such a weird player to watch. I've had an up and down relationship with James Harden. I think that I typically am on the side of having to defend him because most people don't like him. But what I'll say, what I'll say about James Harden that I like about him is that the year when the Warriors had that death lineup, James Harden and Chris Paul were the only ones that even tried. Well, LeBron tried to, but he wasn't close. But Chris Paul and James Harden were close. Like they they tried and they came close to to taking down the Warriors and they I think they made it to two different game sevens against them like James Harden hasn't won a championship but it doesn't mean he was incapable like that I think especially a 2017 Rockets team would win a championship most years they were that good so he's he he gets a lot of um and it's fair a lot of blame for choking and there's also you can point to a million games where he was two for eleven in the game seven or elimination game and had like seven turnovers. He has a lot of stinkers, but he also has he also tried. You know, I like that. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? I, he's got some tendencies to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and the it leaves a sour taste in my mouth that he bailed on two different franchises within a year. You know, not great. Yeah, that one's a little bit rough too. So, yeah. anyway, also I just love that he got fat. <laughs> it's he he is all time at getting traded. He is the best ever at getting traded. Some like, people want to trade and then never get traded. I know. Trading. When James he Harden wants to trade, he can he gets traded. <laughs> so, ben Simmons is not great at that, but James Harden he can do it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah i i sound like i'm rooting for james harden either um but i yeah yeah sorry i was gonna say yeah i probably expect the 76ers to win this series um it's certainly an interesting one yeah I, i'm out on the heat this year i and i think also i think we can pretty much pencil in that whoever wins celtics bucks is going to the finals i don't expect it winner of this series to put up much of a fight against either of those two teams i agree with that i agree with that yeah. now the winner between in the in the west i think is a different story totally agree i think the warriors or potentially the grizzlies could give the Suns a chance you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. so who do you have winning overall okay I, I'm, I'm still taking the Suns. I've been on the Suns all year long, and I'm not going to jump off now. I'm a little bit afraid of the Celtics. I think that's the second most likely. And I am afraid of the Warriors, too. But the Suns are a great team, and I, I, I think that they've got a good chance. Yeah. Well, you picked my pick, so. You're picking the Suns as well, huh? But, you know, me, uh, I just don't see the Bucks doing back-to-back. Uh-huh. Yeah. If we got a repeat of that series, though, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. That would be fun. The Suns uh, statistically are an interesting team this year. They 
they shoot the ball very well. Like they have very, they're, I think they're the best shooting team of all, but they don't like do a great job with the other offensive stats. Like, so they don't get a lot of offensive rebounds. They turn the ball over a good margin. And let's see, what's the other one? I forget, but uh, <laughs> it's not like all of their stats are great on offense, but they do, they do shoot the ball extremely well. And so I think, I think that's going to translate. Typically that's a thing that will not translate and offensive rebounding and turnover percentage translate a little bit better when the playoffs get tight, but I actually buy into this on shooting. I think they are that good of shooters and you can see it in their clutch performances at the end of games. They just shoot way better. I mean, crazy better. Yeah. And I, I, I buy that. So I, I'm taking I'm taking the Suns to win it all. Okay. okay. Well, I'm gonna agree agree with you, but I'll give my second vote to the to the Bucks. Make it back to back. But yeah. they gotta beat oh they gotta beat the Celtics though. And see, I'm just not believing the hype yet about the Celtics. But you know, I think uh, we can change. It's the Celtics. The Celtics are so confusing right now. I think we could look back. 10 years from now, I'd be like, wow, that Celtics team is great. Or we could, it could just be a totally forgettable team. I, I don't know. It'd be a fluke. Yeah. You never predict great history moments. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All so, right. There you go. There's our predictions. We'll see. We'll see how we do this time. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we tied in the first round. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, let's talk. Let's let's talk a little bit about something that um, is very interesting and something that you wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about um, what's going on in women's sports these days. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, you know, women's sports. I don't know if there's been like too many like recent recent news, but I think it's just an interesting thing that's continuing to progress a little bit with women's sports because mm-hmm. I think it's becoming uh, maybe popular is too broad of a term, but I think it's getting more noticed women's sports. And because uh, right now, I mean, we look at women's sports and um, tennis is the biggest one. Right. Now, I mean, most of the, if you want to make money as a, as a female athlete, you have to pick tennis basically right now and um in america in the u.s sorry uh women uh tennis players are typically paid more than men tennis players in the u.s not internationally but in the u.s interesting yeah yeah i remember seeing a list uh not too far back uh ago that was like who are the top 10 uh, highest paid female athletes and the top nine were all tennis players right you know kind of the top ones in each of the countries it felt like and then uh and then you had alex morgan the soccer player right. so, uh, yeah <laughs> so, so it's certainly an interesting i think dynamic because you look at top uh, at least in the u.s uh for men's athletes and you can almost pick any of those sports and, and get paid a ton of money uh, comparatively so it's interesting it is interesting because you think like so uh, 
like the best athletes that are men in the U.S. are probably going to play probably football or basketball. Like those are kind of the two main sports for men. But the top women, if you're looking at the top women athletes, are probably going to go to tennis. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, – I, I think it's one of the most interesting things because, like, uh, I guess um, – Soccer is decently successful in the United States, but uh, like basketball is not successful at all. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's interesting because I think, you know, I think good athletes, when you're a good athlete, you're good at a lot of different sports. So uh, I think that's why we have in the United States, we have all of our best athletes playing football, basketball. And we don't have the best ones playing soccer, like right. most of the rest of the world is. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think it's really an interesting dynamic that we have. Yeah, and like going back to basketball, there's a huge difference in the pay between WNBA players and NBA players, and there's also a huge difference in the popularity of that too. Whereas, like we talked about tennis, tennis is a pretty popular women's sport to watch, right? but people don't watch WNBA as much. And I think it's because it's kind of a newer thing, right? Would you, would you say that? Yeah, or not so much as a newer thing, as I think that the WNBA is really putting a lot of effort in the past years. Yes, yeah. Like they're really trying to get media coverage, trying to get names of their um, stars out there, uh, trying to advertise tournaments and things like that. And I do think, I think ESPN has done a good that. job with that too. They they focused a lot on the women's um, NCAA basketball tournament this year, and they fo- they put they air WNBA games all the time. So I feel like yeah. they got a good partnership there. Yeah, yeah, I think they're really trying. Um, I'm not sure if they're succeeding though, because you know I'm a big sports person, and I do like women's sports. Um, you know, I watch women's golf I, uh, I watch women's soccer and and so i think it's interesting that you know even i know this attention is being drawn to it and i you know i, I see the numbers with the with the salaries which are pretty bad for the WNBA. and I, I don't know what are your thoughts yeah. do you think it's working for them or or what do you think would help okay as far as what would help because I, I, I will say I don't know if it's gained a lot of popularity. I think that it's hard. I think that when you watch the sport, I've watched a little bit of WMA. I can't, I can't admit to watching a lot. I Like you, I watch women's tennis or golf or soccer a lot more often. But uh, it does seem like they're not, they're not maximizing their talent yet. I don't know if this makes sense, but like uh, basketball, MEA basketball, men's basketball took a long time to get to where it is now. And I do think it takes time for the skill level of the athletes to catch up. And I just feel like their skill level is not being maximized at this point. Like there's still room to grow, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, I'm not sure they'll ever be up to it. NBA quite talent, but they can no. make it 
uh, I'm talking, I'm talking like comparatively to their own selves. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like within, within what they can do, there's a lot more room to grow. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I, I don't think they, that they could be as talented as NBA players. No, but I do think they could be. I, I'm not saying the women that aren't competing are very talented. They are. But it does seem like there's there's the even more room. There's even more room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I think over time that that'll get better. I think uh, I think more young girls are getting more into sports. And participating more and yes, i think, the I think more that's numbers important. that you have playing more numbers that are playing are going to play. yes i agree i think also like so for example um basketball wasn't very popular in europe for a long time but michael jordan was so popular in europe that now there's a lot of european basketball players and it took like two or three decades later but yeah I think that if you get a woman athlete that is like the Michael Jordan of the WNBA, which I think she'll come around, I think that's going to grow the popularity a lot. And there, it might take a few years, but um, there will be a lot more people paying attention. Yeah, I can see that happening. I think there's definitely, I think there's finally room for there to be a Michael Jordan mm-hmm. in the WNBA, just because I think the media attention has grown a lot. Exactly. And I think... I think the biggest thing that people want to see is kind of a winning team, you know, or a winning person that just like, I think people are more drawn to, to winners and, and people who just dominate the, uh, the game. And so I think, um, I think that, that, that has potential now and maybe it'll take a few years for that to grow, but uh, I could definitely see it happening because because I think women's sports are fun to watch. Um, you know, I think they're different from men's sports, but I think there's a lot of uh, really good things that come, come out of women's sports too. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I enjoy watching uh, women's sports. And um, one thing that's interesting is kind of the recent stuff that happened between like the pay gap, especially in women's soccer. I think that was like kind of a fascinating story. What about you? Yeah, so the U.S. Um, soccer is really interesting um, and what's been going on with the pay gap there um, because the women have won more championships and are much more dominant um, compared mm-hmm. to our men's team. Um, it was interesting for a while that both teams are under the U.S. Soccer Federation and um, because men athletes are paid so much more, especially in soccer, uh, all of the revenue from both teams were getting thrown into like this big pot. And then, you know, most of it was going back out to pay, pay our men's players. And um, the women were making more money. Uh, yeah. From ticket revenue, from World Cups. And so it's kind of a big deal for them to see that most of the money that their effort was making was going towards the salary of, of the men athletes who in recent years really have been underperforming. Uh, and so I think it was just um, a few months ago, February, January timeframe, um, they kind of reached a settlement there, uh, giving the women athletes 
24 million and then um, doing an equal uh, equal share. So all of the money that's yeah. collected from both teams uh, is divided evenly between all of the players on both teams, including World Cup money. Uh, so it's really interesting. Um, I think some people thought, uh, and I'm not even sure what my opinion is on this, but I think some people thought, oh, this is like going to be really helpful. And I think others thought, oh, it's not quite as helpful as it could be so far. Uh, but I think it's certainly progress in the right direction. Uh, so really interesting. That is interesting. And why why do you think that the Federation has the two, like, I guess, like, why do they have to pull the money together, do you think? Do you know? Yeah. Um, I wish that they would kind of separate it. I think that that could be useful. But I, I think it works how even our, I think our Olympics work the same way where we have U.S. federations that just kind of merge everything together. Um, so I think it works like that. I think it would, uh, I think probably they don't find it necessary to have two different ones. But, uh, you know, splitting the revenue, I mean, it's interesting because you kind of want the women to just get, you know, all the money that they are earning. But if they did that, the men would be broke. So we wouldn't get yeah so <laughs> interesting. interesting yeah well it is so it's a 50 50 split now huh yeah so they're uh they're taking all the money and dividing it evenly among uh, all of the players interesting so so really interesting so now the women are getting paid as much as the men you know they're they're getting paid equally um which you know, which means that our U.S. men's is um, taking a huge pay cut. You know, they were getting a lot more money. Yeah. So probably but, even less men will want to play soccer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a rough few years for our U.S. men's team for sure. <laughs> so I I think this is interesting because when you take this into account, you take into the fact that like in America, women tennis players are getting paid more than men. Like it goes to show that like there are opportunities for women. And so like, I don't think, for example, with other sports like the WNBA, I don't think the pay gap is going to stay as significant for forever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's becoming um, just a little bit more acceptable for women to be professional athletes. And I think over time that that'll just grow into, um, you know, more athletic women getting into sports and choosing, you know, other sports besides this to, to show their athleticism. And yeah, yeah. I think when you're a good athlete, I think it's easy, not necessarily easy, but easier to, to be able to say, hey, I need, a, uh, I need more money from this if you want me to, to perform. Yeah, it's becoming, yeah, interesting. The other thing I'm interested in is like, coaching opportunities for women as well like especially in men's sports like i know women coach a lot of women's sports but it seems like there's been a lot of stories about women coaching there's been two ones in baseball there's the first minor league um coach for is a that's a woman so that's pretty cool that's the season and then there was in a giants game um i think the first base coach 
um, got hit with a ball or something. And so they had to bring in their backup coach, you know, as a woman. And she was the first coach to be on the field for a, for a baseball game. So I do think, like, also not just players, but coaches are getting more opportunities as well. Yeah, um, which I think is great. Um, I think that women can definitely be coaches. Um, I hate the argument that they, that they can't be because the men won't respect them. Yeah, I think that's a old old school thought. Yeah, I think um, Becky Hammond uh, on the Spurs is a good example of that. Um, we watched her yell at Greg Popovich. So. <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of a fun experience. We went, you and I went to a Spurs game, and um, you see her on TV, and she's always like chill and just sitting there, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, so she's an assistant coach for the Spurs and, uh, they always show her because she's pretty high up in the coaching system. And I, I just thought she was like a nice, sweet person, but we went to a game and, and she was yelling at Greg Pop- and Greg Popovich was yelling back. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was fun seeing, um, how much of a voice she had with the, with the coaching staff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think it's great to, to show that she can be fierce and tough. She uh, she accepted a, a job to be the uh, Las Vegas Las Vegas uh, Aces. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, head coach, and uh, she's getting paid a million dollars for it, which is more than than anyone's been paid in the WNBA. So that's pretty impressive for her. Um, I I wish that she um might have been able to be a head coach for the NBA, but um, I was listening to some of her interviews and, and she says that's definitely still something that she might be interested in. So, I, I think that there's a possibility. She's interviewed for NBA head coaching jobs at multiple different organizations. So mm-hmm. um, typically the response she gets is that she's only been with the Spurs and she's never been a head coach because she came straight out of the WNBA. Right, um, right. So, this so maybe could be the opportunity. Yeah, maybe if she gets a chance to be somewhere else and be a head coach, that that kills two birds with one stone, right? Exactly, exactly. Then she can come back in a few years and be an NBA head coach. I, I think I that'd be like the really NBA cool. is more likely to get a female head coach before uh, the NFL for sure. Yeah, or maybe even, even major league baseball. Exactly. So. Like I think that the NBA has always been um better at, at these kind of things and it'd be really cool if she got an opportunity i think i think she would be really good and it would, it would be fun to see that yeah for sure i mean it was it was such a great experience to see her just being all tough on the sidelines and, yeah. and showing that she you know we don't know what they were talking about but she at least uh, has an opinion mm-hmm. and express it so that was pretty cool i think yeah. I think the more opportunities that women have, it's uh, going to be really exciting because um, I think women's sports can be really, really exciting. So, uh, yeah, I hope to see just a little bit more progress as we, yeah, as we I, continue on. I think that there has been progress, but yeah, there's still a lot more for sure to be done. I mean, the pay gaps are really intense. You look at the uh, golf, too. And uh, some of these sports are just, like, hard for the women to make any, any sort of money. 
So it's interesting that way. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to improve and get better. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting how some sports have uh, have a smaller pay gap and some have it. It's still that ju- just gigantic pay gap, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. So I, uh, I think we got to wrap it up here for for this one uh i think it's definitely a topic that i kind of want to continue on maybe in a later podcast or if any updates come around with with women's sports uh just because you know i'm a big fan of sports and there are are a lot of women out there who also are a big fan of sports and and so i like that attention on it you know i love all the other sports too but uh it'll be exciting to see what continue to grow and continue to be a topic that we that we talk about but I think is there anything else that you wanted to share uh no this this was a lot of fun though awesome well to our listeners thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time <laughs>